Funding for Start the Beat is provided in part by our supporters on Patreon. Thank you. Oh, I fucked that up. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for everyone out there who's new to the show, welcome. Feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Cheers. I decided to grab a Great Lakes out of the fridge in solidarity with my guests that are also drinking some of Cleveland, Ohio's finest. Let me take a sip. A refreshing treat. So, for everyone out there in the internet land, I hope you're doing well today. I'm sitting here today with some good friends of mine, kinda, internet friends, people I've met in real life, people I've never met before, a mixture. Everybody make some noise for my friends in the Dave Matthews Band. Make some noise. <laughs> finally, finally got the Dave Matthews Band on the show. Uh, th- thanks for being here, guys. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having all jokes aside, everybody make some noise for God Hates Unicorns. For everyone that is not familiar with today's guests, they are a band called God Hates Unicorns out of the Pittsburgh-ish and surrounding area, whatever the fuck you want to call it. There's rivers around. What would you like to say about yourselves? How would you like to confess your sins now? Uh, we're not wearing masks. So <laughs> Yeah, that that might be against all the whatever right now. I think you guys are all right. We're still socially distant. We're yeah, we're distant. We're we're keeping this we're keeping this as safe as possible. So you're a rock band, I would say, with elements of electronics and kind of gothy stuff. Eighties, all the best things of the eighties and nineties, put in a blender and poured down someone's fucking throat. That's what I would call your band. I like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. So you put out an album or an album is coming out. I've heard the album, but I'm not too sure if I heard it in advance. What's the deal? What? What? Tell me about this ding dong album. Josh, uh, it comes out on February 12th. Okay. Um, it's a full length ish album. Nine, nine album tracks, two bonus tracks, two special bonus tracks. It's called No Glory Holes in Heaven. <laughs> which is very dear to me. But, uh, yeah, it's been about a year in the making. We've been working tirelessly on it and we couldn't wait any longer to put it out. Yeah. So in terms of, you know, getting started to put together this album, um, was this like pre end of the world or, you know, like were you getting ready to record all this stuff before the lockdown and all that stuff happened? It was literally right before the lockdown we went into the studio to record like the basic tracks. It was like March 10th. Yeah. Like that. It just started like the week before in Philadelphia. I think it finally made it into Pennsylvania. So it was like literally the week before everything just shut down. Yeah. So I guess it was kind of a, uh, it's a convenient time for things to shut down. It forces you to kind of lock in and maybe focus more on some things that maybe you would have otherwise not spent so much time on. Do you feel like the pandemic helped or hurt the album? 
Well, the only reason I'm on the album is because of the pandemic. So I would say it definitely made a negative impact. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, how did you get involved with the album then as a result of the pandemic? We held a gun to her head. (laughs) (laughs) First you said no anyway, but... Um, yeah, so uh, Josh was kind of my only pandemic friend. We've been very, very distant, um, you know, haven't been doing really anything. Um, Josh and his family are, have been the only people I've seen because I knew that they were kind of in the same boat being very, very careful. And, um, you know, our kids are best friends. So we have done things in the past and they invited me to do um, vocals on one of the very spicy bonus tracks chipped ma'am um something i had done on stage before so i had gone in to do vocals for that and um you know correlated with the uh gang for a music video that's coming out and it everything was working really well so you know i was contributing and putting backups to things and doing other things and it got to a point where they were like do you just want to be in this band at this point i was like yes that is my dream come true. You got three yeses and two no's, but I'm going to tell you the no's are. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pick on chess. <laughs> so, you know, that it's kind of an interesting story. The same thing happened with uh, my band Normal Creatures and Evan, our guitar player. Uh, he just came over to play guitar on one song and then three weeks later he was in the band (laughs) just like it wasn't a plan at all but it's like we're friends we all get along we enjoy being around each other we're probably gonna be around each other anyways like if we're playing a show you're probably gonna be at the show so why don't you just be on stage as well let's just stop putzing around that's a lot like how this went Mm -hmm. (laughs) done putzing she just kept showing up <laughs> well, I guess this will work. I'm here. So, in terms of the songs and for the album, you know, all this stuff was written uh, prior to uh, Jessica joining the band. And then, you know, did anything really change with the songs? after you know you started getting her more and more involved because there's a lot of vocal stuff that she's doing on the album so was that stuff that you were doing all vocally yourself josh or was somebody Um, else in the band okay well some of it Uh, we wrote we rewrote several songs there's a couple songs we did that weren't like quite done the way we liked them to be done and then uh she joined and i was like well i want to rework these songs that get you get her more involved and get you know make these songs better uh not your day was one of them and that I think that worked out really great. And then uh, the song God Hates Unicorns worked out well out the same way where I was doing all the vocals initially. And then I was just like, it's a it's a good song, but it's one of the ones where we can redo and make it better with a, with, with a dueling vocalist. Yeah, I think what's really cool about the vocals on the album is it's like, now it's not just like, it's like, Josh, you can like be as weird as you want and be as like off the chain as you want to be and now you have like a nice counterpoint that kind of allows you to get away with things that maybe if it was just you it would have been a little bit like i don't know if this dude should be doing this or not but now there's like this like counterbalance well it's like well i guess it's okay it kind of like makes it more fun it's more animated uh i enjoy it a good a good bit i think it's really cool what you're all doing and then not today definitely 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was the perfect enhancement for that song. <laughs> it's it's an attack song gone wrong. Sure. And, uh, Jess definitely added like a whole nother dimension uh, to that song. It's it's my favorite song on the album right now. Yeah, prior to Jess, it was a good song. It was just seemed like it was missing just one thing, and then Jess came in and just nailed it right on the head. <laughs> and it's it's hard for Josh to to write and sing a song about an abduction and not come off as a total creep. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Jess turns the tables in the song, then it becomes okay because now it's anti-abduction. Like, don't fuck with women because you might get the table turned on you yeah yeah i think that you know there's a really interesting thing that um you guys or guys and gal are doing on the album where i mentioned it before like it's all this cool like all everything that's cool about the 80s and the 90s kind of thrown together and one of the things that i really like about the songs that you're writing is like there's a, a lot of attention to detail, I think, in the catchiness and like not even like just the hooks. Like there's a lot of fun hooks that like really get stuck in your head, which is really cool. And that's kind of a thing that I think a lot of people, especially in rock bands, tend to overlook is like the power of the hook. It's like you're not trying to be like this like crazy progressive technical thing. It just seems like you want to write fun, good, catchy rock songs. Yeah. So <laughs> where, you know, can you tell me a bit more about like the songwriting process and like what inspired like this style and kind of this amalgamation of all of these things? I have my assumptions, but I want to hear it from you. Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah, Jesus was a big inspiration. <laughs> the first rock star, really. I mean, let's be honest. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh you know, me and Tim have been playing together for, I don't know, six years or something like that. And, and even further, we had played together uh, off and on over the years. I've known Tim forever. Um, and then I met Matt during a, an improv class at the Arcade Comedy uh, Club downtown in 2019. And uh, he's a funny dude. And once I found out that he was such a good bass player, we started jamming. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of learned... I started playing with, with Josh uh, and Jeff and uh, what's that kid's name? Nick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I started playing with them and I learned their songs and, and um, you know, we just started writing some different things and trying some different things. And me and Matt get together and, uh, and just throw it against the wall and see what happens. Really. And there, there have been times where Jeff has brought in, brought stuff uh, to practice um, that I just kind of feed off of or, or Josh puppeteer started that way um so yeah we try a couple different ways and we just work it out that's all i don't know yeah i i think that it's uh sometimes i can like listen to a band and it's very obvious that like everybody isn't on the same page but it seems like everybody with this collection of songs we're like on the same page just because it's so like it's very cohesive from start to finish, which is really cool. Very like, um, it doesn't happen a lot <laughs> where you get like a band that can throw a dozen tracks at you that all sound like they belong together. There's always like a weird one, but I was, I, I thought that the album was put together really well. So kudos. I think that, I think that Johnny at Razorblade Recordings did a great job capturing, capturing all the unique little weird ear candy. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff that that you, you you know it's there at practice, but you can't hear it. And when you hear it, 
recorded, you're like, it just feels like it's pulling my ear this way and that way. And I still hear all the other things I hear at practice. So uh, kudos to him. He did a, an awesome job capturing something we weren't even sure we were trying to capture, I think. Yeah, I mean, Johnny, he knew what we sounded like, and he wanted to try to bring that to life and have it recorded. And he did an absolutely phenomenal job with it. Yeah. Um, he took, like, all the bizarre weirdness and made it comprehensive and made everything just sound so ideal. Yes, yeah, and we didn't lose any of that weirdness. No, it's all still there. It just fits so much better. And Josh and Jess, they add their own weirdness, lyrically cool. and, and delivery, you know, so... Thanks. Uh, you know. No, I I think that there. No, I think that it's 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 really it's cool because honestly, with like the kind of stuff that you're doing, you know, it's so easy for it to be like really cornball when yeah. you're like on that line. But it's like you want it to be like it's like how do I make this like like a rock album that's like has the charm of a B movie, but not in a bad way. Yeah, right. but I feel like you know you were able to accomplish that. So, all right, that's enough nice things that I said about you. So, hey, before you move on, fuck you all, I, go to hell. <laughs> I've I've listened to some of your uh, your album too. I, I got to give you some compliments, man. That, that's some good stuff. Well, thank you. Uh, I I really like your your uh, album for sixty six six hundred sixty six ghosts. Mm-hmm. The, the video. Oh, thank you. It, it definitely entertained me. I've watched it a few times. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I think you that new charts too. I'm sorry. I said I want one of those new shirts. Oh, hey, hey! Pick them up. www.normalcreatures.net/slash/merch. <laughs> um, no, thank you. So, hopefully, whenever you know the ball is rolling and people aren't dying, because I guess you know we're all gonna get uh, vaccinated and become immortal, uh, we could play a show together. That'd be tight. Oh yeah, yeah. maybe even versus. Yeah, oh yeah, I don't think you want this smoke, boy. Uh, I do. <laughs> no, that'd be a blast. So, in terms of you know performances on the album, I want to get get back to to Josh and Jessica here. Um, really, really cool dynamics and like characters in your voices. It seems like whenever you're uh, writing these songs, like it seems like you're getting into different characters, like with the way you decide to deliver your vocals. Mm -hmm. And uh, Josh, I'm curious, like where does that come from? Uh, You know, what were some of your vocal and lyrical inspirations? Like what made you want to be such a, okay. Okay. Um, I mean, I love Freddie Mercury, but uh, yeah. Um, my vocal inspirations, like a lot of like Nick Cave, Les Claypool, like a lot of uh, weird accents and weird ways of delivery and off off beat, but still in the pocket delivery to try to hit the notes where you can hear it, but you but it's also like it stands out enough, but it still blends in. I, I, um, honestly, I, I this is my first band I'm actually really singing in, and it's very fucking bizarre to me that I'm they're even letting me do it. But a lot of it has to do with that, though. Just like, hey, let's be a dickhead and let's be uh, let's get weird, weird southern accents. I have sure. Do you I don't know where that comes from? Do you sometimes feel like it's easier to perform or easier to do things outside of your like technical comfort zone if you're in a character versus it just being Josh? Like, is it yeah. easier for you to sing? Like, if you're like, well, I'm being this weirdo. 
Yeah, I guess that, that adds a lot to it. A lot of character work. I mean, I don't think I'm anybody else or like I'm trying to do anything else, but like I definitely I get in that mindset where it's like, oh, well, I'm, this is how I'm doing it and what I'm doing. So let's let's take the ball and roll with it. Yeah, alcohol, alcohol helps. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I think that the other thing that I'm curious about with um your band. And, uh, you know, putting out an album, not even everything that goes into putting out an album, right? Like you have to get together, which you have to fucking hang out with these people, right? A lot. And you got to fucking write these songs and you got to play them over and over again. And then you got to fucking go record them and you got to fucking spend money and you got to figure out what the album cover is going to be and this and that. Like, that's a lot, right? And none of us are getting any fucking younger. Why? Does God hate unicorns? God hates unicorns. Why the fuck are you still doing this? I'm addicted to it personally. <laughs> I, I, I gotta keep creating stuff. I don't know. I I don't sleep a whole lot. Uh, like doing doing artwork or doing uh, video work or going to a studio working on songs. Even our text thread is creative. Like I love talking to these people. They're they are hilarious and and. Jess did not miss a beat when she stepped into the to the text thread. The shit you guys say <laughs> cracked me up on a daily basis. So even if it was just that, I would still keep talking to you guys and we weren't even making music. It would be still fun. Yeah, I think I think that you really hit the nail on the head there um, in terms of what I think the most important thing for a band to like achieve any sort of like long term success as a band not necessarily like monetary like fame success but success as in like oh we can get together and write songs is friendship i think it's like really fucking crucial that you actually get along with the people in your band Uh, i don't know i can't i can't speak for for all of you but i know that i've definitely i've definitely spent a lot of time in bands with people that i didn't like and i wonder why those things didn't work out because i just fucking like being around these people yeah. It's, I mean, music's all about having fun, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not having fun, it's just not going to look the same. You know, you're just going to look like you're there at doing your job and you're not going to be happy at it. So why bother? You know, you have to actually enjoy what you're doing and just have fun with it. And when you can do it with people, you get along with it. Just it's all the better. And listeners can pick up on that. You know, and whatever vibe you're putting down, um, they can hear it. If, if you're faking it, if you're outside, uh, your ability if you're adding comedy to it, I guess, you know, but if everybody's really putting their hundred percent in and it's working and, and everybody's kind of bouncing off each other, it creates a fun vibe, whether it's a serious song or, or something totally crazy, like abduction gone wrong. Uh, That's a serious song. You can feel it. You, you know, I, I feel it. I have a great time oh, listening yeah. to it. So I think other people will. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great dynamic, and I was excited to be a part of it. Like, I was excited initially, obviously, being asked to do it because I liked all the music aspects, but just getting to, you know, like you were saying, be on the threads and talk to everybody and get to, you know, kind of hang out the limited times we can. It's been a blast. Like, everybody's awesome. So, it's like hanging out at the cool kids' table. Except for Matt, he kind of sucks. Yeah, he does. That kind of sucks, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. So- <laughs> no, Matt is great. He's hilarious. Oh, 
It's hilarious. Yeah. Very energetic person. Yes. <laughs> Me and him play some characters together sometimes. We, we've done some improv and some sketch comedy together. And uh, that's coming, too. We're going to do some sketches for, for God Hates Unicorns. Perfect. We're doing a coloring book, too. So it's like we yeah. can't stop creating off-the-wall stuff. <laughs> now, I think that, honestly, like, for... Um, for a band like like what what the kind of music that you that you put out there, right? I feel like it's almost a requirement to just like really go full force with like how ridiculous can we present this? Um, I feel like I, I I relate in a way with my band because it's like this is weirdo shit, and yeah. like you know none of us in the band are pretty to look at, so we're not gonna sell this. So it's like yeah, let's fucking do some weird shit and just advertise the weird shit and like make it less about us as people you know like looking yeah. cool check out us like we we look great and we're hot and we have music it's like no we have to do you know coloring books that's a great idea it helps <laughs> it was a perfect segue actually into my next question because you have this album that is coming out and it's like well what the fuck how do we promote this thing so i was gonna ask about like what some of your ideas in a pandemic world we're going to be for pushing this album well we decided to put it out valentine's weekend so we have like personalized valentine's for everyone who pre-orders a record or a, a cd copy anyway CD, yeah. um and then we have we have the coloring books we're going to be sending out to people as well and then uh yeah just non-stop press and non-stop uh, social media presence really in this pandemic because what else can you do you're not playing shows. You're not talking to them personally. It's it's pretty much what random ass stuff can you give people they might be interested in. Yeah, I think that it's definitely moving forward going to be a very interesting time to see how bands really adapt. I think that the past year, a lot of people have been kind of like holding out hope, uh, thinking like, well, we'll just lay low until things come back. And I'm over here like, I don't think anything's happened. I don't know if I'm ever going to play a show again. Yeah. I, I don't like to think that that's true, but I feel like if I have that mindset, instead of like crossing my fingers and thinking that shows are going to be back in a couple months, it might be better in the long run to just like, okay, I'm just going to pretend shows are never going to happen again. Now what? What do I do? How do I still make this fun? Survival of the fittest. You know, you got to adapt. To the mm -hmm. way things are changing. Absolutely. You know, I like the I like the idea that you uh, had mentioned about like doing sketches and things like that. You had mentioned that you did uh, some improv comedy and things like that. What what made you want to get into that world? Uh, I, I have a chaotic personal life sometimes, and uh, chaos um, for me breeds uh, creativity. Mm -hmm. So. I wanted to talk about that. Um, I wanted to make fun of it. Uh, and, and I love comedy. I, I think, I think standup comedy is some of the, uh, is some of the most important and scary things that you could ever do in your life. Cause it's just you and a microphone and an audience full of people that they want to laugh, but they can turn on you in a second. Um, there's no guitar to hide behind. There's no sure. people to make noise for you. Um, so yeah, I took a couple classes and I met Matt and, um, you know, we took some improv classes. He took a sketch comedy class, uh, sketch writing. 
I took a, um, a stand-up class um, and we wrote some sketches and, and it's, it's super fun. It, it's like so fun. It, it's even, it, it's definitely um, on par with, with playing live music, um, writing something and getting out there with a group of people and, and being completely silly. Uh, we did a sketch where I played Sal, the tour manager of the Vince Neil Neil Diamond tour, and and uh, it was totally ridiculous. Matt played Vince Neil. Uh, we were drinking and doing coke, uh, <laughs> pretending because we're we're you know we don't have any props or anything like that. Um, but it was hilarious. It was just it was just so much fun. And, and some other friends from the arcade comedy uh, theater. You're going to try to try to, I mean, I guess it's kind of hard because like, I guess we're not supposed to hang out with people, but it's like, you know, in, in a world where you could, would you try to get some of those people to come in on sketches and help do stuff or any uh, with you guys? Definitely. I, definitely, I, I want to do some sketch stuff for us. Like, yeah, just post it to our Facebook or something like that. Yeah. I think that that's, I think that's a, a really, really good idea. It's like, I don't know. It, the one thing that, really I don't want to say it bums me out because that sounds a little dramatic but the thing I'll just say it it bums me out I think that people moving forward it's going to be like the music is only going to be a very small percentage of what matters whenever you're moving forward as a band through this pandemic I feel like you're going to need to have like all this other extracurricular bullshit to be able to like stay afloat but like I don't know. I like making a fun music video every once in a while, but like, I don't want that to be everything that I do. No. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do I, but I, I, I also need to like, as we mentioned, I need, we need to have this positive energy. We got to be putting stuff out that like people know that we like doing and people are having fun. So we're inviting people to our fun party. But the idea of like doing that forever just doesn't sound fun to me. Ugh, it's bumming me out. <laughs> Bumming me we out. Talked, we talked about doing a sitcom, which I think would be <laughs> a, a sitcom about a band trying to figure out how to survive uh, during the pandemic, 2021. Everything's totally different. There are no giant bands anymore. Um, but a sitcom, like 2021, uh, the monkeys, you know, God hates unicorns. We're trying yeah. To figure Have you guys thought about doing any of those fucking live stream shows or anything like that? We've talked about it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're thinking about maybe doing one maybe March, April or something like that. But right now it's all about, you know, the, promoting the album, getting as much um, attention as we, as we can to it. Yeah. <laughs> and Valentine's Day cards. So we have Valentine's Day cards. We have a whole, whole spiel. We're, we're right now today, actually. So, you know, it seems like you guys are pretty good about um, being a band. What I mean by that is like you seem like re for as goofy as everything is, I feel like there's this air of reasonable professionalism from from you guys. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, like, you know, how do you all navigate like how do you enjoy navigating this professional band landscape in 2021 with you know needing to have 25 different social media accounts and yeah. posting all of this stuff like are you into it? Because I think like 
I, I really bounce back and forth. Like, well, there are days where like, I think this is fucking awesome. And I love the fact that I have all of these tools. And then there's other days where I just feel like really overwhelmed and just fucking over it. I'm liking the social media. Yeah. It gives me like a, a special purpose. <laughs> but um, it, just knowing it's like, I'm going to make something for somewhere every day is kind of like a, it's like a little itch you can scratch without, you know, it's like, you're not doing shows. You're not doing this. Um, but I can put a picture of, so <laughs> it, it gives you like just a little something so you can still have like some sort of a presence and like a task, um, no matter what. So in, in that way, I, I think it's been really positive. And we've been, we've been dividing and conquering too. Like yeah. there, there are six of us, so we could easily like, okay, well, you're responsible for this. Mm-hmm. You're responsible for that. Like Marcus is doing the video and doing all, yes. getting the CD stuff ready. Jeff's doing the website. Like me and Jess are handling the, the, the social media aspect of more Jess than myself, but you know, dividing it all up so it's not too much on one person, so that one person is getting sick of it. Yeah, I think that that it's definitely important to be able to do that and know your strengths and weaknesses as like a a, a contributor to something outside of the music, um, and uh, I think that it's really really. I don't know. I think it's like it's crucial for people to be able to enjoy doing that stuff. Like having somebody that actually enjoys creating the social media content is great um, because uh, it's, a, it's the voice of the band now, I guess, yeah. you know, without that, you know, the only reason that I see all your, your ding dong posts all the time is because you're posting a lot and I see it and I'm like, Oh wow, they're getting, they're going for it. Yeah. Well, what else can you do at this time? Mm-hmm. You can't play shows. You can't be out meeting people. You can't, you know, we'd love to be in your studio right now, but we can't. Yeah. Because, yeah. You know, we're, because we're at the times we're at. So it's like, okay, what can we do to make this the best we can? It's posting all the time, you know, hitting people up. We haven't talked to in a while just to see how they're doing and just trying to go it that way. Otherwise we'll just be sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. I think that it's, I don't, I don't know what i don't know i I, i'm very very curious to see what happens once we start getting into spring i'm starting to see more people on my timeline talking about like they're playing shows a lot of people were booking shows and i guess the shows never really stopped to be honest like i think like since maybe like from march to june there was nothing but i started seeing stuff happening in june and it's been pretty consistent um I'm not gonna I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus and we're all fucking adults so people can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. But I just don't like understand like why you would want to play a show now. Do you yeah. do you feel like it's that that important to 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 play for, you know, your 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 five friends that you went to college with? Yeah, local shows weren't very important when there wasn't a pandemic. Yeah. It sure is how I important now. Yeah. Like wait wait and see, be safe. Like oh you're gonna play some hole in the wall for, like you said to five friends when it's like okay, now you're risking people's lives, you're risking this and that. It's like why are you doing this? You know, that that's even before the pandemic, and I've talked about this before on the show, but it gets to a point with like the local shit where I sometimes have to ask myself in the band, like, okay, like, why are we agreeing to play this show? You know, like, it's like a venue we've played. 
plenty of times. We know what people are going to be there. We've played with the bands. Why, why are we doing this? And like, it's always like, well, it'd be nice to see everyone. And yeah. it's like, you know, we could see everyone without having to pack up all of our gear and drag it across town. Like we can just go hang out with people. Yeah. We don't yeah, need to, out. we don't need to, we don't need to like, we need to give some scumbag promoter, you know, $10 tickets so we can go hang out with our friends. <laughs> like we could <laughs> fucking do that ourselves. So the, the thing was like, I think that whenever stuff comes back around, I'm really excited to see just like, how many more people are able to like keep it reeled in and maybe not feel like they have to play so much because that was always my number one culprit. I think for if there was any problem that the local music scene had was, I thought that there was just some bands that just played too fucking much and it just, it's like very, very exhausting. Like, cause the other thing too, and I, I know that like, you know, uh, some of the people in this chat could speak for this. It's like not there's like so many people in the music scene don't know how to be in just one band. So now you have like, you know, all of these bands that are also in five other bands mm, that are yeah. playing that basically was like, have like this like gang territory over different venues. And it's just like, how, how is this going to grow like this? Yeah. You got to trade shows with people outside your circle. That's that's yeah. the deal. And sometimes people are are not so accepting of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I but, think you know you want to gain their fans. They want to gain your fans. And, and you know, ideally, you play maybe once a month where like you know five hundred people show up instead of thirty five. Yeah, you know? I th- I think that it's difficult for bands like your band and my band as well because like we don't really fit in anywhere. But the cool thing about that is we can pretty much play with anyone yeah. and fit in like, you yeah. know, like, like, uh, like my band's doomed to be that weirdo band on every bill, you know, it's, it's, and that's cool. But whenever you're like trying to work with people that don't know you, it could be really hard trying to like get shows out of town and stuff like that. Cause it's like, who are you and what do you do? Like what? Yeah. It's just like, right. Yeah. we're really cool you'll have a good time i promise and people are like yeah okay buddy <laughs> well, notoriety is everything when mm-hmm. you get that you'll be good <laughs> yeah but they want to categorize you they want to figure out what can you do and how many you know different bands can we put you with they don't make sense and really i mean it's all subjective you know your band yeah. my band everybody's band is a little bit different and you're just coming from wherever you know whatever feels good inside of you to make whatever music feels right yeah, you know, it seems like when you guys are writing songs, my assumption is there is kind of like a nothing's off the table sort of approach. Like if it if it's sounds good, we'll roll with it. It doesn't really seem like you guys are yeah. locked into any certain genre. But I was like curious if there was ever a time when putting something together where maybe like it was like maybe too much of something where you felt like we sh- this just doesn't make sense. Like we're weird, but this is too weird for us. Has that ever happened? Not yet. I don't think. <laughs> Have we ever thrown anything against the wall? It didn't stick. I, I don't know. Um, Any totally, completely nothing. Major. We've had some ideas for stuff that just ideas. Yeah. Like we're should, should someone should have said no, but we're still talking about them today. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, apparently, I'm supposed to be better about saying no and things. But she crazy. she greenlights everything I, I say. I'm like great. <laughs> we're, 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 talking, we're talking like doing like infomercials, right? 
for like different things. And okay. one of them was like a, a vaginal ta- chapstick. <laughs> yeah, which I think we're doing. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> vag- vagabomb. Grease your crease. Grease your crease. <laughs> gotta grease that crease. Um, we have uh, unicorn dildos possibly coming. Yes, you were good. You were you were good at keeping things uh, grounded in, in the art. Like when we started across the line, you were like, "Nah, that's too much. Let's, well, let's yeah. go back in." <laughs> I, <laughs> try to like like if it's like the cover thing, I'm like, I gotta have some sense oh. of like, let's right. like, have can, some. Gotta, gotta let the viewer guess I, a little. I get it. Can I, I can I hear more about these uh, abandoned cover ideas? And then, and then there's uh, the, the holy lubrication. The holy lubrication. No, the only thing I said was, as you everybody's seen the cover, my big rule, and I was kind of being a bee about it, is that I didn't want a mouth behind it. I was like, it's going to throw it into the too much zone. Okay. So, I mean, we're, we're not trying to be overly offensive or gross. You got to leave something to the imagination. Okay. I mean, what's the imagination? It's a fucking glory hole. <laughs> No, but what, what, what's going to be behind it? Who's behind the glory hole? Oh, There's going to be someone back. Mystery. Someone sanitary looking. Yeah, mystery mouth. Right. Yeah. Else, and you have to buy the album to find out who's behind the glory hole. Because yeah, there is somebody there behind is that glory hole. There is You will see. And Marcus, that was brilliant, by the way. <laughs> that wasn't even my idea. That was Matt. Okay, well, Matt, Matt. brilliant. Good job, Matt. Me and Matt were on like hour six of one day. He doesn't suck anymore. (laughs) No, the inside is is amazing. I was like, and I I feel really bad. I was such a... (laughs) Yeah, it was good. It's much appreciated. Um, It's, yeah, it's brilliant. It was was a mouth like missing teeth. Well, the first one, I was I'm like, no, it. <laughs> it, was so, it was so next level gross. Like, you can't put this up. Somewhere. <laughs> but, to, but to answer your question, nothing is off the table. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, anyway. no, absolutely. Couple things. Little. Well, that's that's it's funny, actually, to like see that side because it's like, you know, it really highlights an interesting conversation that comes up in bands because you write these songs and like, you know, bands write good songs, bands write bad songs, they write songs, but eventually they have a collection of songs and they want to put them out as an album. But now, now it's like, okay, well what's the album cover going to be? What's the album going to be called? How are we going to brand this? Is like, you know, if we use a a hot topic term branding Um, and like, I don't know, a lot of the times people in bands like, none of them are marketing people. They're not thinking about like what is a good album cover. So hearing, you know, that being the the issue where like, Oh, okay. Now we have a problem in some way, not a huge problem, but like, there's no no way we can have this gross mouth on this album cover is funny. We knew we wanted a glory hole and Jess made a whole bunch of glory holes in our basement. There are still quite a few. (laughs) Yeah, There's a ton here. But uh, we knew we wanted a glory hole and like real raunchy bathroom setting and this and that. We just didn't know what was going to be behind it. Or how far we were going to take it. So, so graffiti, what it would say, you know, the, the, the moment that your, your arts and crafts thing, a, uh, a glory hole (laughs) in your basement and you're just like, I'm an adult. I'm doing this. (laughs) <laughs> this is cool. Yeah. 
And it was like, I need a different kind of tape for this glory hole. I tape I have, it doesn't like look nice around the room. So then I had to go buy new tape. Like it was like, it was a very artistic process. Okay. So it, it was a lot more of a, a trial and error and maybe not like any sort of a, like a, you know, digital market research on like the proper construction of a glory hole. No, no, uh, well, I, I did used to manage an adult mart. Oh, okay. So. I have, I have a good idea. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, I feel like market research, you could call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that's a job that would change a person. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly does. Um, but I think for the better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, everybody absorbs the information that they're given on a daily basis in different ways. Um, but yeah, I would imagine that that would be a job that would definitely you know, what were your feelings on life before and after that job? <laughs> a very blanket statement. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I have a better idea of life in general now. least <laughs> <laughs> glory holes in general. And I needed that information. All of that. It paid off in the end. Paid off in the end. <laughs> uh yeah not not to completely derail this conversation but i mean it is a podcast so i guess that's what we do um did you find that your time you know employed at such an establishment and those experiences that you may have um digested in one way or another throughout the days um and then coming into this project and like, you know, being a part of this team and like writing these songs and like the humor around everything. Do you think that like it made it easier or were you always the kind of person that found this sort of shit funny? I, I mean, I think I always found it funny, but like after that experience, like, you know, nothing is crazy. You've, you've seen it all. You've experienced, you know, every crazy thing so it, it's never like you know it, it's kind of cool to come into a group of guys that are like yeah, we like raunchy this is funny this is fun because it's not ever like a place where like this is like too offensive for me because it's like it's really not it's yeah. awkward this is hilarious <laughs> okay yeah you know like uh, I, i'm not one of those people that like is like gets mad at people that are offended by things you know that that's a that's a thing mm -hmm. now people just get over it, babies. Yeah. Everybody's a fucking pussy. It's like, I'm not that guy. Like, you know, if you're allowed to be, you can feel however you want about whatever. Um, but it is cool, though, to still see, like, a band like you guys that aren't afraid. Not even afraid, but it's like, you're raunchy and it's goofy and it's silly and it's like, it makes sense. But, like, it makes sense to me because I feel like we're all in the similar age range and we grew up around yeah. different things. And it's like, I'd be really surprised if there was, like, a band doing what you were doing, but they were, like, in their early 20s. I would be like, right. wow, you, you're dangerous. But, you know, we're just right. a bunch of fucking old fogies. So, like, who cares what we're saying, right? You got to go through some shit to write some stuff we do. It straight out. You can't do this stuff at 18, 19 years old. Yeah. You got to been through some shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, musically, uh, I'm not sure about the like the history of how this band was formed. Um, so maybe real quick, uh, somebody can tell me like where did this start? Like, wh what's the nucleus of this band? I'm gonna let it jump. Oh, all right. 
<laughs> Jeff, you're on. Okay, well, we were just sitting around, me and Josh one day, we're just sitting around drinking one day, and we had nothing better to do. So we just thought, like, hey, want to go make some noise? You know, try to do something productive instead of just sitting around drinking beer, right? Because, like, I mean, beer is a, um, one of the finer things in life, and it is a essential staple for just life in general. Right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, we just started making noise and throwing stuff around, and then um, you know we started playing a couple of shows, and then um, we ended up getting a one of Josh's friends from somebody he knew from a previous band, Nick, an adult bookstore, I think it was. Right? Yeah, yeah, Nick worked in an adult bookstore. Oh. Wow, he just frequented. <laughs> oh, he didn't work there. He just oh, he just frequented. Like, you bookstore. told me that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't remember. It's kind of early. So we'll leave it like that. But uh, yeah, he has something to do with an adult bookstore. And um, eventually, like, we played shows with um, Marcus and uh, Tim's band. And that we, we always had such a great time with those guys because they always had a lot of fun. And, you know, we just seemed to fit in really well. And then one day, um, like, that, uh, Marcus and Matt, or Tim's band broke up. So they just came over and joined us because we needed a drummer for the longest time. And, you know, things were going really well. And then Nick eventually just left for some reason which we still don't know why but um you know we were going along Thoughts for everybody week it week at heart you know i mean I yeah know. but um well in any event you know nick left and then we we still needed like something because it was every our, we were still missing something we everything was going well and then um you know like uh, the new god hates unicorn song was a perfect example it was a song it's a good song it's just missing something and then that's where jess kind of came in and just filled in all the blanks and fit perfectly for what we're doing. You ruined the and, whole fucking thing. You ruined it. So, you know, so, you know, then from, from the beginning, there was always, I guess, like this feeling of like, we're just doing this to have fun. And like, these songs are probably going to be about what these songs are going to be about. Like from the start, like it wasn't a situation where like, like say Josh would come into this later, like say you guys have all of this music written and you're spending a long time trying to find a vocalist, right? Cause that happens. Bands go through that. Right. Yeah. And you're spending all this time trying to find a vocalist. Right. And you finally found it, find a guy, but it's Josh and he brings all of this stuff to the table, all of these wacky ideas and these wacky voices, like be like, Oh, okay. Like this wasn't what we were expecting, but Okay. <laughs> It would just be like really interesting if that think, was the case. I think it it kind of really all worked out too because Josh does bring a lot of wacky ideas. Um, but like you know, I had met Matt at a comedy yeah. theater, and, and and like the song "What Makes a Man." Uh, they I don't know how he came up with that. Matt like Matt it was Matt's idea just for the concept, and then Josh ran with it. Well, Jeff had uh, the songs for it. Song. What's that? Jeff had the electronics for for the beginning of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. With, the, with the melody, and then Matt had the idea for the what makes a man part of it. Right, and then mm-hmm. and I, I was a couple uh, practices at uh, at Neo Stem's uh, practice place. Don't shout them out, man. Fuck Neo Stem. I was gonna wear their shirt, but I washed my car with it the other day. So. <laughs> no. But yeah, like we started, it started as a kind of a gag, but like as as it progressed, and these guys are very helpful with streamlining my uh, weirdness, absurdness, absurdness. Like they you know, have like a really Absurdity. bad idea. Nothing wrong with them. Like, how can we make this worse? So, <laughs> um, 
the the another thing that I was just thinking about, Josh. Um, I know it's it may be a while before um we get to play shows, but uh, Josh, you're you're a man with a lot of exciting pants. So can we talk about your pants? Did you have these pants before the band, or were these pants a result of the band? Josh wears pants. That is a good point. Yeah, just be happy I'm wearing pants. It is very, but uh, I've had some before. I was always I've I've been in like different like musical outfits throughout my years, so I've always like dressed the part (laughs) to try to be like as outlandish as I can be. But uh, the tights are new. Like the like the leggings and the unicorn leggings I have. I have leopard print pants. I have all you know. Now now I'm getting into more of the leggings and the fishnets angle for some of our photo shoots because you know scaring everybody. But not scaring anybody. I I look good in them. Uh, (laughs) My guy is scary. Well, I'm scaring Jeff, apparently. But everybody else is very turned on. Uh, <laughs> like, uncontrollably slow. It's ridiculous. You should see my inbox. Just from, like, putting a photo out. It's 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 insane, which is with, with, with the pants I wear. But, yeah, it's all, I've always, you know, dressed the part of what, how I wanted to be perceived as far as, like, in a, in a, in a, in a group or, you know, going out to dinner. My wife loves it, and you know she likes she she bought a tutu for her for her birthday party this year, and she's like, I wonder how long it's going to be till you're wearing that. <laughs> I think it was like two days, and I was like taking a photo for the for one of our promo t shirt things. I was wearing her tutu, so yeah. it's like yeah, you know and that serious questions about is this really what I want to represent here? But <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't care, honestly. No, it, it's it's all good. Absurdity <laughs> is really is really good. When you're wearing something silly and you're trying to portray yourself in a in a serious way, or vice versa, you want to be really absurd and, and dress oh, like yeah. in a suit or something. Well the more obnoxious the better. Exactly. Yeah, I I, I feel like whenever you're deciding that you're gonna go down this road as not even just a band, but an entertainer in general. Like you really just have to go for it as unapologetically as possible. Because if there's like even the slightest bit of like self doubt or something, like it's just going to shine brighter than everything else, and nobody's going to give a shit. You just really have to like lock you it can't in. Put fishnets on and be afraid. Like you have <laughs> to have some confidence to wear a fishnet, yeah, sure. no matter who you are. Really, well, yeah, you got to have that arrogance about you. Right. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not arrogant, you're not going to be able to wear fishnets. <laughs> yeah. I think that, I think that, you know, I, I'm all for, um, kindness in all of these things. You know, I find myself to be a kind person, but when it comes to rock music, I think like there needs to be arrogance and cockiness in rock music for it to like really be successful. I think like one of the reasons why rock music air quote died and like why, you know, all the top 40 stuff is no longer guitar driven music is because like everybody that makes guitar music just stopped having an attitude. And it's like yeah, this yeah. isn't attractive to anybody. Exactly. No. It's a roller coaster, man. You got to lean into it. You know? yeah. If you're not leaning into it, you may as well just not do it. Yeah. To be honest. You know, uh, we had we had mentioned uh, kind of bringing up, uh, you know, 
significant others and whatnot. Um, my, my final question before we wrap things up is, you know, what is it like being in a band like this as an adult with other adults in your life that have to see your art? How do they all react to the end product of what's going on when somebody's like, Hey, you, you're, you play in a band, right? And you're like, yeah, what's the name of your band? And you're like, God hates unicorns. Oh, okay. You guys are putting out an album, right? Like an album. Yeah. Yeah. We have an album. What's it called? <laughs> what has this experience been like, you know, since the start of the band, uh, just, talking with like family and other adults in your circle that maybe are outside of the, the music scene. Go first. Well, you, you just got to come out with it. <laughs> is what you got to do. Uh, we're both God hates unicorns and our album is called no glory. Glory. I can talk. No glory holes in heaven. And you know, not something you may want to talk about if you're a churchgoer, but at the same time, if you're at a any, pretty much anywhere else, you'll be just fine. You're going to offend those but you're going to drive some people away and the people that do like what you're doing, you're going to bring those in. And that's, that's generally what we're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. You, know, you make your noise and be as obnoxious as you want, get rid of the fluff on top. And then you bring in the people on bottom that you do like, <laughs> you know, metaphorically speaking, of course. <laughs> well put Jeff. I, I, ha- I don't really talk about it. I just pretend like I'm a normal person. I go to work and do like my normal things. Nobody at work pays any attention to this shit that I do. Uh, if they do, they'll give me a chuckle on the, on the sideline or something like that, or I'll, I'll post something at them or send them a video or something like that. They shake their head and have no idea. Uh, but but that, that family, is the best reaction. Though. It is the best reaction. <laughs> I, I don't have to answer anybody. They just they accept me. My kids don't have any idea <laughs> what the album's called or, or what it would mean, or like that, obviously. Um, but yeah. Uh, it just, it, it, I imagine would be a difficult conversation for some people. I mean, you know, I, 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 it's, I feel like eventually a light bulb's going to go off in their head one day. <laughs> it's going to happen. Probably. <laughs> Daddy, what is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is wrong with you? Yeah. They're going to see the Shirt Man video we're going to put out in a, in a little bit and they're going to be like, wait, I work with that guy. Right, I know him. Is he allowed to live in the house? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's we, we, we were just writing Valentine's to her dad. Yeah, we, I, mine was very nice, and that's the thing I try to, you know, I, I with my people. Um, it, it depends on who it is. I, I don't outwardly like, you know, to be adults in my life that aren't like into this kind of thing. I'm not going to be like, no glory holes in heaven, right? You know, <laughs> I, I keep it very subdued. February twelfth. February twelfth. But then I have to you know, remember that everybody still knows me. Like my dad was bringing me pizza at the adult mart. He's not going to be surprised. So that's why I always like. <laughs> that's why I always try to think. It's like anybody who really knows me isn't going to be like what. They're going to be like, of course. I don't really know you. Who gives a fuck about him? Well, I mean, we have professional relationships that we do want to maintain. But I mean. I'm the only one who's proud of the record. I am proud of the Apparently. record too. No one tells anybody about it. And I'm like, I don't talk about it like to like my customers at work. I tell my in-laws about it. Thanksgiving, Josh is like, "Hey, I got an album." Yeah, I would give you guys it. might know about this. Like, you guys have to you buy can it. relate. <laughs> you know who we are. You know who I am. It's not a surprise. Yeah, and my I th- wife's like. Like I said, with the tutu, she's like, she's not surprised by any of this. 
she supports it. And her parents kind of do too. (laughs) (laughs) I think that, you know, it's, that's, that's the best position to be in. It's, it's really funny because I've been in the position where I've worked jobs where it's like the moment that anybody finds out I do music, it's like the worst. Like, I just don't want people to know what I do, but that was all a long time ago. Um, because now obviously you, you get a job somewhere and everybody sends you a Facebook friend request and it's, Mm -hmm. it's like, people know what I do now. I can't hide from it, but but before before social media and we all had you know computers in our pockets 24 7 it was a lot easier to kind of keep it Mm. keep it keep it in the background so no glory holes in heaven february 12th available i imagine on all major streaming platforms yes and cds as well yes we have cds with valentine's day cards and coloring books where can people acquire these things, the physical goods. Godhateunicorns.com. You can go there, buy a CD, buy a t shirt, buy a chips, ma'am t shirt. It's hard to say this without laughing sometimes. I'm sorry. They're, they're handmade with love. <laughs> yes. Yes. Jess made every single t shirt. I made all the chips, ma'am t shirts. gave her emotional support. Right? <laughs> but. And keep that in mind if you have a special order for you or your loved one, you want a special thing on your Chip Ma'am t shirt. The world is your oyster. You can do it. And um and I know that's what everybody wants. So we'll sign it with the the water Exactly. Yeah. Or uh, both. Well, I want to thank you all for taking an hour out of your day to spend it with me and my ding dong self. I appreciate you guys. Uh, the album's really cool. Um, I'm excited to see like what other people think of it. And I hope that we all get to fucking hang out sooner than later and, you know, make a bunch of people in a room feel really uncomfortable and turned on at the same time. That's our specialty. Yeah. <laughs> well, with all that being said, I'm going to do my outro and then I'm going to let you all get the hell out of here. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for being here. One more time, Dave Matthews Band, thank you. I'll be back again in a couple of days with something, some video. You'll see my face on the internet talking at you about something. So until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of the people around you. My name is Sykes. Start the beat 2021. Thanks for listening. And we are done. That is a podcast. Thank you for having us. You're super, super welcome. That was fun. Thank you all. Yeah, we did it. I'm going to fade this out.